Welcome back to All Good Points, your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. Today, I ask myself the question, have penalties ruined the NFL? The league seems divided on the subject, and there's never been a worse time to be a person wearing a zebra uniform. So I'll be breaking down some of the changes that have affected the way that the game is played. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show. guys well welcome back first of all first and foremost welcome back to your wednesday drive or your wednesday walk uh your wednesday listen either way however you do it whatever you're doing right now thank you for listening and welcome back i hope you got a nice beer in your hand if it's beer time if you're driving you shouldn't have a beer in your hand stop it pull over call an uber anywho the nfl gives us a lot of reasons to be upset whether it's our team not performing properly or a player causing a whole bunch of drama. The NFL always has come up with a reason to get fans excited and angry. Um, more of which is officiating. That seems to be the underlying reason a lot of fans are upset. Um, which there is a time and a place for what happens in the NFL as far as officiating uh, officiating goes and as far as flags, flags go um, and penalties and things like that. The thing about it is... Uh, We're used to seeing teams versus teams, players versus players, coaches versus coaches going back and forth in this head-all to win who's going to come out on top. Well, guess what? It's going to be the best man on the field, right? Wrong. It's not going to be the best man on the field. More often than not, the team with the least amount of penalties is the team that ends up winning the game. Now, it's interesting because we have people that aren't actively playing that are basically influencing the way that the game turns out, which is where referees come in. Now, referees have a very specific job, right? It's enforcing the rules. That's why a referee is there. In every sport across the world, a referee is there to enforce the rules. Now, whether those rules were created for things like player safety, which is necessary, right? You're not going to hear me get into why we should let people go back to cracking people helmet to helmet contact, things like that. You won't you'll never hear me say that. You will never hear those words come from my mouth because I don't believe in it. Um, I don't believe in sloppy play. I don't believe in emotionally charged plays. Uh, The fact that Vontez Perfect was uh, banned for um, the rest of the season, I feel like he should be banned from the rest of the NFL. I don't think he should play football again. You guys can call that old school football if you want, but there's a reason why there's new school. There's a reason why we've come up with ways to protect players. And that guy has committed um, atrocities in the league, just like Ndamukong Sue. That's another person that I don't think should be playing anymore. Uh, These guys are are bruisers that are really only looking out for trying to hurt someone, right? And that's not what football is about. Football is a competition game, right? Are you better than the other guy? Are you tougher than the other guy, right? Not the fact... Or not, not the question isn't can you beat up this guy? Can you physically injure this guy to where he's no longer able to play? A lot of things that uh, uh, a lot of people know about me is that one of the main reasons why I hold so much disdain for the Saints is their whole bounty gate uh, issue, and it's not even like it's not even like players that are on the Saints now. It's the head coach of the Saints that was there when the whole thing happened. He wasn't let go. He wasn't banned from N- from from the NFL. So I have a little bit of an issue with that, and and that's kind of why I have a problem with the Saints. I don't like people that play dirty, but the thing is, some of these flags have kind of gotten out of control. 
Um, for instance, there was a Thursday night game with uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee, a division game. Very, very close game. Very tight game. Um, kind of lackluster in a sense because both teams aren't very good offensively. Right now, anyways, it seems like. But Tom Brady, basically the poster boy of the NFL, decided to turn off the game because there are too many penalties. So even the poster boy of the NFL, the quarterback of all quarterbacks, the man that we need to protect, was done with watching the game because of too many, too many penalties. That says something right there, right? That, that That's kind of like a given right there that maybe this is something that the NFL needs to look into. Now, they've made changes over the year as far as player safety goes, which is really necessary like we we do need to protect the players longevity to make sure that they can play for years to come the only issue that i have with that is that you start to compromise what the nfl is actually about which is physical toughness speed intelligence and talent right when you get into certain situations like like where we're at now now i don't know about you guys but when i'm watching a game and and especially if my minnesota vikings are playing there's, there's something that happens when somebody breaks a run for about 20 or 25 yards. Say, say even they break like an 80-yard touchdown run. Let's just get crazy, right? So say they break a big run, run. I don't know if you guys do this as well, but the second that that run breaks and the whistle is blown, I look down in the corner to see whether or not there's going to be a little ticker that pops up, a little flash that pops up to let me know that there's been a penalty on the play, Right. And the second that it does, I already know that there's going to be some sort of holding call. I already know that there's going to be a holding call at some point right when that ticker pops up. Now, does it happen all the time? No, of course not. Dalvin has had a whole bunch of runs where, you know, he runs 40 yards, 20 yards, 15 yards, 50 yards, whatever. And it doesn't get called back because there is no hold, right? But now it's it's conditioned me to look in the corner, which is quite interesting, right? Because we've gotten to this point of kind of being conditioned to see whether or not there's actually going to be a flag on the play. When we didn't used to do that, we never we never used to get into the mode of thinking that there was going to be a flag. We kind of just watched football for what it was. It's gone. That 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 glimmer of hope of oh my god, this was this was a crazy insane play. Look at that catch. Look at that run. Look at that stop. We're immediately looking down to the corner, going, wait, is there going to be a flag? Because if there is, then it changes the whole outcome of the game. Now, we're not even getting into the the challenging of what is a catch and what is not a catch, what constitutes a catch and what doesn't constitute a catch. We haven't even gotten into that. But if you bring that into it, then it turns into a completely different thing where we're actually trying to figure out, okay, well, look, it looks like a catch to me. Well, guess what? If you're sitting on the couch at home, you're not officiating the game, so you don't get to decide. So now you're sitting and you're stuck in this kind of like wonderland of being like, okay, well, what is a catch and what isn't a catch? What is holding and what isn't holding? What is illegal hands to the face? Uh, what isn't illegal hands to the face? And that's a, that's a, right, right then and there, that's a flag that kind of interests me is illegal hands, hands to the face, right? Now, I don't know if the people that are, are listening, if you guys that are listening have ever played a sport like football. Um, but... The thing about the sport is that there are times where your hand, if you, in the event that you push somebody, your hand can slide up a jersey into that person's face, and it's not necessarily like you were meaning to do that. But if you do, guess what? It's illegal, it's illegal hands, hands to the face, right? Um, 
where I have a problem with that is say you try to stop yourself by holding on to something, by grabbing them. Well, then it becomes holding. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. And you get in this paradox of, of trying to decide whether or not you're committing a penalty right from the beginning, which is why every guy looks confused when they turn around or when they look at the ref or when they're screaming at the at their coaches or when they're looking at the at the big screen to see what the play was called. That's why they're so confused. They're not confused because they're like trying to hide that they did something. They're confused because they're legitimately confused as to what they were supposed to do in that situation. Now, we can talk about like the things that have changed over the years, which is something that we're going to do. We're going to have to talk about the things that have changed over the years, right? Now, you get these these kind of um, week-to-week things uh, where certain teams will just do really, really awful when it comes to when it comes to penalties. Some teams are bad because they don't they don't stick to the rules. Other teams are bad because maybe they don't necessarily understand the way that the rules work. Now, we're already in 2019, so let's talk about the 2019 season. Right now, as it sits, there has been 1,379 flags that have been called, okay? That is roughly, roughly, uh, let me do some quick math here. 275 flags called per week. So over the last five weeks, there's been about 276 total flags that have been called throughout that week, okay? Now, if you think about it this way, 275.8 is what you get when you divide 1379 by 5, okay? So let's times that by the rest of the games, which is 11. So you times that by 11, you get 3033. Now, if we add the 3033 to the 1379 total right now, you'll end up getting fun math time, right? You guys didn't think you were going to listen to math when you jumped on the pod this week, but you get a total of uh, 4,412 flags over the course of the year. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because let's go to 2018. When you go to 2018 and you look at the total flags throughout the year, it's 4,207. So that's already 200. We're already on pace to have 200 more flags, which is a week of more flags than we had last year okay so let's go to 2017 let's take a look at 2017 right so let's go back to 2017 there was 4100 flags so we're we're in we're increasing year after year after year after year we keep jumping up more and more flags more and more time stops so football is taking longer to complete because more flags are being thrown and now we have the introduction of challenging a flag, challenging a penalty. So let's let the coach waste a challenge on a penalty instead of wasting a challenge on something like a fumble or an incomplete pass. Let's introduce another way to bring even, even more controversy into the sport by allowing a coach to challenge a flag. Well, instead, why don't you start calling actual flags? If a for instance, I'm just using Minnesota because that was the game that I was watching today. But if you look, if you watch the Minnesota game, there was a point where a, um, a Giants wide receiver had grabbed a Minnesota Vikings defensive back and held him, and they called pass interference on the Minnesota Vikings player because his head wasn't turned. Well, in the event that I grab you and I hold you in close to my body and you can't turn your body around to make a play— Am I impeding you or are you impeding me? Who's impeding who in that situation? This is where officiating goes wrong. This is where a lot of problems happen. Now, 
that's that's an interesting scenario, right? So Mike Zimmer decides to throw the flag and say, hey, we need to take a look at this because this wide receiver is clearly holding my defensive back, and, and that's why my defensive back could not turn around and make a play on the ball. So the so the officiating crew goes to the, you know, they <laughs> what I imagine when an officiating crew goes to an, uh, a review is basically sitting in there and going, Okay, so we're not gonna we're not gonna charge um, New York with this, right? We're not gonna we're not, we're not gonna overturn this flag, right? It's not really that big of a deal. They're still winning, so it's not really that big of a deal. Fuck it, let's go back out there. So then they go back out there and they make their call and they make it seem like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we reviewed it. The call stands. Blah blah blah. Let's continue the game. There's so much nonchalantness in it, like it doesn't seem like they clearly understand the rules like it doesn't even seem like the people that are supposed to be enforcing the rules understand the rules and that's what scares me about where the NFL is headed now there's been a ton of updates in protecting the quarterback which is another thing don't drive the quarterback into the ground don't go low on the quarterback don't hit the quarterback in the head don't put your hands on the quarterback's face what are you supposed to do cradle him are you supposed to rock him to sleep are you supposed to pick him up and carry him and and sing him a lullaby what are you supposed to do explain to me what you would like me to do then they bring in the alligator tackle okay well that's interesting so the only problem that i see with the alligator tackle is that if you slam him into the ground while you're rolling which is what an alligator does you are still roughing the passer in a lot of people's eyes which could end up getting called which isn't necessarily a do or die kind of penalty but if a team gets if, if a team gets 15 extra yards from that penalty then yeah that's a big fucking problem right because you can't you cannot lose that many yards that quickly you just can't so if you think about it the way that it's been going on is that there's been way too many penalties and it continues to increase right a big spike since the 2014 season Okay, ever since 2014, and that is when new rules came into place. And I understand, look, I'm on the side of protecting players. I can't stress that enough. I want the players to be just as protected as everybody else. But when it's getting to the point that it, that your own officiating crew, the people that are enforcing the rules, are impeding the way that the game progresses, that's a problem. That is a problem that needs to be addressed by the NFL. Hey, our guys are just being super inconsistent across the board. We have people over here. We have one officiating crew that hasn't called a pass interference in two weeks. And we have another uh, uh, officiating crew that calls six pass interference calls throughout the entire game. So you have these huge skews where there's no consistency at all whatsoever. And that's what's forcing people like Tom Brady, your, po your poster boy of the NFL. That's what's causing people like him to turn the games off because what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to fly? What? How do you watch a game that stops every 10 seconds for, okay, well, we've got holding on the offense because because the running back gained seven yards, so we got holding on the offense. We're going to move them back 10 yards. Let's start it first and 20. Let's get this going again. What are you supposed to do, right? What are, what are you supposed to do? It, it, has, it has no sense whatsoever there's the funny thing is 
you could talk about there being passing records and and passing offenses that have been getting crazy because of these things, right? Because you have teams that have to play cushion, right? Cushion offense, okay? Well, we have to play off of this guy because if we play a five-yard, if we play a five-yard uh, tight end bump or something like that, we could get called for a hold. We could get called for pass interference, whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. Now, I was watching the Cowboys game earlier, and this is a pretty pretty big um example of what happens when people start to play scared or they're worried about things like penalties now you had a a defensive back that had a clear shot to Aaron Rodgers right a hundred percent clear shot to Aaron Rodgers and he decided to hesitate and peel back just a little bit just a little bit peel back just a little bit which gives a split of a second to somebody like Aaron Rodgers well that split of a second can either get a completion down the field um a wide receiver can get open for a quick completion or something like that. Whereas if that cornerback decided to bull rush and and 100% commit to hitting the quarterback without there being any kind of, you know, flag for tickling him too hard, or I wanted to say tackling, but tickling sounds actually a little bit better. Um, but those are the kind of things that start to impede the way that players play. So now players have to hesitate a lot more, which allows for better offenses, okay? And it works on both sides of the ball, right? It works on both sides of the ball. Offensive linemen have to be very careful with their hands now. They have to make sure that they don't grab a jersey on accident or they they don't get behind somebody's collar and, and uh, you know, grab a little bit or get underneath somebody and grab somebody. Now, these guys have been taught for years to get up underneath the pads, get underneath somebody's pads, pick them up or, you know, grab them and and drive them off the line of scrimmage. That's what offensive lines have been taught for years. But now you're getting called for holding when you do something like that. Say a player can sell it really good. Now, this is where I would like to relate it to flopping in the NBA. Now, watch the NBA. Watch somebody like LeBron James and and watch him, quote unquote, take a charge. Okay, there's a lot more showmanship in it. That is actually happening, considering the fact that LeBron is about six foot eight, two hundred and thirty-five pounds ish of all muscle, right? You can't push him down. Okay? A normal human can't walk up to LeBron and push him down because he's clearly not a weak man, but he knows how to sell it. James Harden, another example, okay? He knows how to sell a shot that that he gets fouled on. Oh, if I if I jerk my head a little bit and I throw my hands in the air, there's a good chance that I could get called. Uh, that a foul could get called, and I can go to the line and shoot three points, or, or shoot three shots to get three points, which puts your head, at, which which puts you ahead, or you know closes a gap or anything like that. But either way, it changes the way that the game is played. So now people play the game with the intent of 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 thinking about exploiting these rules because they've added so many. Okay, so another example is wide receivers at this point in the in the league will do something as simple as show some resistance to what a corner is doing to them to get a flag or a, or a penalty called. Oh, okay, well, I came off of my route. I'm just going to sell it a little bit like he grabbed me just a hair. I'll turn my hips to where it looked like he grabbed around my hips, see if I can sell it to the to the referee, get a, get a free 10 yards, get a free 15 yards, right? Now, defensive backs have actually gotten a little bit smarter, so instead of pass interfering, they'll hold because you get a lesser penalty with hold than you would with a pass interference, so it's a little bit easier. So if you grab somebody and you throw them out of the way, that's a hold. It's not necessarily pass interference. 
so you get a little bit of the idea of what's going on here. People are figuring sorry, figuring out ways to exploit what these new rules are. Now, I'm not saying that we need to do away with the rules. Get rid of them, you know, toss them out of the window. The rules don't matter because the rules clearly do matter, mainly for player safety. Now, the things that they introduce for player safety, like uh, things like getting rid of crackdown blocks or crackback blocks, if you guys know what those are, um, getting rid of some of the helmet-to-helmet hits, uh, getting rid of uh, hit on a defenseless receiver, those kind of things. I completely understand, and I'm, a, I'm 100% behind. I can't stress that enough. I am 100% behind the rules behind player safety. But illegal hands, hand to the face, uh, holding, um, those things need to be a lot more lenient. I'm not saying that this guy can grab somebody by the inside of their collar and hold them back from pursuing a running back or anything like that. That shouldn't happen. What I'm saying is if somebody is, is grabbing onto somebody's jersey because that's the last thing that they can grab onto and they grab, and it's not like a grab where they actually control where the player is headed, you know what I'm saying? Because a full body running isn't going to get stopped by somebody grabbing a jersey. It's not as simple as that. Those people aren't that strong. They're strong guys, right? Because to be in the league, you have to be strong. But they're not strong enough to hold a jersey and keep somebody from running. That's not the way that it works. So they need to actually start being a little bit more lenient on that. At the end of the day, what I believe is that the NFL needs to get with the NFL Players Association, sit everybody down and have a conversation about the competitiveness of football and figure out if what they're doing is actually heading in the right direction or if it's just heading to where a game is determined by the officiating. Because if a game is determined by the officiating, then that gets really scary. Because then it turns into like a government situation where it isn't team versus team, but it's actually fixer versus fixer. Who's going to win this game? How can we win the most money by picking against whoever whoever we think is going to win this win this game? How can we set the odds in our favor to where we come out on top? Or if the NFL gets involved with the officiating crew and goes, okay, well, this team needs to win this game, so you need to call more penalties against this other team. Now, let me just let me just frame this by saying I think that happens in the NFL already I think that's something that goes on in the NFL already I think that especially when you get into the playoffs and uh, and Super Bowl area that a lot of times the team that's going to win is determined before the game even starts that's just me guys um that's just like my cynic way of thinking I love the competitiveness of sports but I do think that certain games are already decided before they're even played um so let me know what you think. Do you think that the NFL has gone too far with penalties? Do you think that the NFL needs to take a step back and, and try to evaluate what constitutes something like holding, what constitutes something like illegal hands to the face, what constitutes something like pass interference? Do you think that they need to take a step back and evaluate that a little bit better before they enforce it so heavily? Um, let me know on Instagram at all good points podcast. Let me know on Twitter at Ricky gray jr. You guys have a great weekend. I hope your teams won. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to rate and review, and I will see you next week.